Welcome to Tropeful, a weekly look at how trope influences our understanding of our texts. I'm Cantor David Reinwald, and this week we look at the first portion in the Book of Numbers, Parashat Bimidbar, of course. And this is the portion that literally started me down my tropeful path. Several years ago, I prepared quite a lengthy amount of information that I presented at our weekly Torah study at Temple Beth Shalom, where I am the cantor in Orange County, California. We have a very active Torah study group, and yet this was the first time they had ever ventured to study Torah in this manner. I began with a lot of basic information on how trope functions, along with a basic timeline, on the history of the trope system. And now, as I look over my notes of everything that I presented, or at least attempted to fit into an hour-long session, it is really overwhelming. I gathered together so much information, and I will also say that this is a group that loves to talk, so I am certain that I did not get through much more than half of the information. But what I found was fascinating when I sat down with the text. The funny thing is that when one reads the beginning of Parashat Bemidbar, most people come away from their understanding of it as just a boring census of all the tribes. When I began highlighting patterns that I found in the text, suddenly things were coming to light that I would have otherwise never have seen, and the patterns that exist in a census, which should be rather orderly, right? These patterns are orderly themselves, and they make the organization of these passages jump out at you, and that is the fascinating element of this section, directly linked to the way the trope is set. And the purposeful use of the trope here is a constant. The first patterns we see are in the announcing of the names of the tribes that are standing out in the desert awaiting their census. They are announced in groups of threes, with a tribe in between the groups chanted on a different trope name to mark the different groupings. The main trope that repeats is the Zakaf Gadol. Now, you may remember that one from some of my first tropeful podcasts. Remember, skipping down the street, Zakaf Gadol. Now, in Numbers chapter 1, verses 6 through 16... The groups are as such. First, we have Reuben, Shimon, and Judah, separated by Issachar. Then we have another group of three, Zebulun, and the descendants of Joseph, Ephraim, and Menashe. Separated now with the, that group of three is Benjamin. And then Dan, Asher, and Gad. And then... Once again, there's a separator, kind of a stop at the very end, which is Naphtali. And you're going to see that that ends on a different trope. Now, I'm going to go back, and I'm going to chant all of these names and show you what they sound like. I'm skipping over a lot of words in between the names, because I'm just highlighting the way the name of the tribe sounds when it appears. Now, uh, you'll know when I end, because you'll hear that last Linaftali ends on a different trope. The majority of these are on the Zakaf Gadol. And now we begin almost at the end of verse 5, just before we start uh, the sixth verse. We begin with Ruvain. 
Liruvein Shimon. Le Shimon, the beginning of verse 7, Yehuda. Lihuda. Now here's a divider. It's Isachar. Le Yisachar. All right. Now we have our next group of three. Here's Zivulun. Lizvulun. Now we are introduced to the sons of Yosef. With a different trope. Livnei Yosef, the sons of Joseph. But we hear both of those names on Isaac Gadol. Le'ephraim and Menashe. Limnashe. That was three. So we need a divider again. We need a bookmark. This is Vinyamin. Levinyamin. All right. So we've had that pattern twice for our bookmarks. Hang on to that in your mind. It may come up again at the end. All right, we've got three remaining. We've got Don, Asher, and God. Le'dan, Asher, we're now at the beginning of verse 13. Le'asher, and verse 14, Le'gad, that's it, that's 11. Let's do our last uh, of the tribes. Number 12, Naphtali, this is that pattern you heard before twice. Lenaftali. It's like a stop in a telegram. Remember those? The second and perhaps most incredible system of patterns now happens in the actual census, which takes place from verses 20 through 43. The opening of every counting of every tribe is exactly the same in its trope pattern. Now, I am not going to bore you in singing all the 12 tribes, but let me share just a couple. In verse 22, we have the tribe of Shimon, and it sounds like this. Livnei Shimon told otam lemishpichotam leveit avotam. That translates as, of the descendants of Simeon, Shimon, the registration of the clans of their ancestral house. And now let's go just two verses later. In verse 24, we have the tribe of Gad. Livnei Gad told otam lemishpichotam leveit avotam of the descendants of Gad, the registration of the clans of their ancestral house, and so on. This pattern is in existence for every single tribe, except the naming, can you guess it, of Joseph in verse 32. And why? You already know why Joseph wasn't the head of a tribe, but his sons were, and thus he is not given the same trope as the rest. It sounds like this at the beginning. Livnei Yosef. And now, let's hear about Ephraim. Livnei Ephraim. And we've got the same text repeating once again. Toldotam lemishpichotam leveit avotam. We can find Minashe uh, two verses later in verse 34 as well. Now, the actual counting takes the pattern of the Katon clause each and every time. These patterns are a gift Two Torah chanters, and if you chant regularly, you are probably nodding your head along with me right now. I'm nodding my head. To have these patterns literally would allow a great Torah reader to read a significantly long passage like this with great ease. And you could also fly through it if you truly wanted to. 
I guess hearing all these numbers rattled off truly isn't the most interesting textual content, but from the tropeful standpoint, it is really, really, really interesting, and I can guarantee that you will never look at this in the same light again. Let's go back to verse 23, where the counting connected to the tribe of Shimon. It sounds like this. Miben esrim shana vamala that translates as all males aged 20 years and over all who were able to bear arms. Now, in the next verse, we get the actual number of the census. And here we see a lot of variety as we go from tribe to tribe. But the pattern in which these numbers are, ch are chanted is exactly the same every single time. We hear the sliding down trope, Darga. With the scooping up trope, Tivir, Tipcha, that bump in the road, and then closing to the end of the sentence to the Sof Pasuk, Mercha Sof Pasuk. So, in this example here with the number for the tribe of Shimon in verse 23, we would hear Tisha Vachamishim Elef Ushalosh Meot. And that translates as those enrolled from the tribe of Shimon, the number 59,300. This pattern for the numbers exists in almost all of the tribes except for just a couple of them. Let me show you another example of this. If we go to verse 28, here we're looking at the tribe of Issachar. Now we've got a different number here, but it's chanted once again with the same pattern. Here we have the number 54,400. Now here's another amazing thing. After the entire census is called out, and then finally comes to a conclusion in verse 44, we are presented with one of the elaborate tropes, the pazer. Pazer. And this is the very first time the pazer appears in this portion, and for that matter, in the book of Numbers. It is chanted on the words, meaning these are the enrollments. Quite a statement, though, when you put it on that trope. The census is complete, my friends, or is that my tribes? I'll leave you with one last thing to think about. Actually, imagine this. Remember those groups of three I mentioned at the beginning? Well, if you know anything about this portion, you know that the Torah notes that the tribes are standing in a square arrangement. In the second chapter of Numbers, it notes that there are also four flags, and four times each group of three equals, that's right, the 12 tribes. The word degel is used to mean flag or a banner of the ancestral house. Three out of the four uses of this word share the same trope, a trope I like to call the high munach, the right angle trope that is sung at a higher note than any other use of the trope. In chapter 2, verses 10, 18, and 25, it is sung... Degel. It almost seems to call out, Hey, look at this flag flying high. 
I ultimately feel that if one studies this portion, especially the beginning of the portion, and pays not an ounce of attention to the trope, then there is a big gaping hole missing in what is literally right in front of your eyes. This indeed was an incredible portion to begin tropeful study with, as it is the trope that makes it exciting and enlightens an otherwise methodical arrangement of text and of, of course, numbers. So may this be a bright new beginning into the fourth book of the Torah as it carries us forward. And until next time, be tropeful.